0: talk with you about Abyssinian Mass. Mm-hmm. It's a work that you composed in 2008 in celebration of this 200-year anniversary for the Abyssinian Baptist Church, which is a very legendary institution in the African-American community, which predates emancipation and has been a home for social action and really revolutionary thought and prayer in and culture. Um, how does the physical space uh, actually appear in the music of the church?
1: Well I tend to not deal with the church for, for, from a physical standpoint um, I deal with the church from the church in spirit and the uh, the fact of what the church is as is a, is a kind of I shouldn't have said It's that. like live
0: performance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might have been the wrong answer. <laughs> the fact the fact of what the church is in in, uh, in spirit is what I deal with. The, the church is, is the kind of center of a certain type of intellectual activity in the case of the Abyssinian, but also of community, um, is, is embodied in the mass itself. It is not specific to the African-American community or to any community. Mm-hmm. It's what the, the purpose of a priesthood and all things that deal with reenactment is because there is something that people feel is important to reenact so that you will so from some phenomena you want the community to remember yeah. in this case it's it's the, the worship of God a dialogue with God the life of Christ um, And all the things that, that that come with that so I, I tend to not be topical when I write music at all. I try to just be as fundamental as I can and can be about what the the music is.
0: The thing that has really spoken to me throughout the process is the healing power of community and ensemble which has been is always powerful every time we get to do the piece.
1: Yeah, I think us coming together, that's the point of it, bringing the different families together. We do that with orchestration just if it's an orchestra but Certainly to, to, to add you all, the choir has been a great experience for us.
0: That's. I also wanted to ask you about that. How do you see the collaboration on stage between Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra and Chorale Le Chateau? And what was the main thing that we as a collective of solo singers had to learn as far as ensemble playing? And how do you think the musicians and singers speak to each other through the
1: music? You know, I think that... Um, us being musicians, we're, we're already singers. Like a lot of, we've grown up with the church experience. We all have sang in churches. Maybe we didn't sound good, but we were still singing. <laughs> and we, uh, we have a life as singers, all of us. People, you, you grew up just a, a child singing, nursery rhymes. you're going to sing. Everybody does not have a, a, a tradition of playing a saxophone or a trumpet or a trombone. Uh, so for us, it, it's, it's singing and words. They're a natural part of our of our experience. Uh, rhythm section playing all the different grooves and things. They have to play an accompaniment, and for us to be an accompanying body, to have to, to accompany the singing, it's been a great discipline for us. And for us, also, it's a challenge to play the same music every night. We don't normally do that. Right. So, but we've 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 embraced that. In our culture, the jazz culture, we have a, a lot of different things that we do that are only we do. Like we celebrate the freedom of a person. We celebrate improvisation. And above all, we prize listening. So we also are not, uh, we're not that big entertainment-wise. I mean, we, 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 we tend to be more toward let the music entertain the people. So I feel if we could get to, the, to common ground with the choir and the musicians, um, we, we could learn things from each other. For us, we love being enveloped in the warmth of the sound of the choir. And we also love the pieces that we don't play on, because then we can actually hear. I see the band hearing and being amazed by what Damien does and how you all follow. Right. And you know, all those dynamic shifts and stuff. The band likes that. The band is also like the spirit of the choir. You know, you know a band could be very prickly. Like We, we used to be with each other for, for many years. But... uh. In the, in the, on this tour, the band has been very uh, inspired by the choir.
0: I love that night when Marcus Prince of uh, Echoed and Gave Them Joy. Uh, mm-hmm. And we just, <laughs> that we, that just moved us so so intensely. Was it easy to for uh, Vincent and Chris in the trombone section to do the singing and respond and play? Is that something that's,
1: they both grew up in the church so yeah they can do it i mean vincent's is harder to do because he has to sing real wild intervals (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i wrote that for him to do it because i know he can he really can hear and he really plays his mama is a choir director Mm -hmm. so and he also has a very vocal way of playing so it's uh a lot of the parts are tailored to the person who's going to do it like chris grew up in the church so sang and can conduct. He has perfect pitch. He has so many different skills and he writes also because music is unbelievable music he writes. So he's aware of all the architecture of the piece and everything. That's great.
0: And uh, what was it like to perform Abyssinian Mass in London with so many singers from other nationalities, some of whom I heard English isn't even their first language, much less, you know, the fact that they're outside of the American context.
1: You know, it doesn't uh, doesn't matter to me so much because right? I'm trying to go for a more fundamental human mm-hmm. connection. You know, we play music from different nationalities and cultures all the time at this point. And I, t- we try to find a meaning in the music, this, this underlying meaning. Like if we, the DNA has already told us how little difference there is between people.
0: So, And isn't that also part of the mission of Jazz at Lincoln Center to bring this American music into the world and...
1: Which is to bring people together through swinging, mm. uplift, and bring people together, and now that's the mission of, of of the mass and of the music. It was it was Duke Ellington's mission. It was Louis Armstrong's mission. So our music is a music of communication, and it doesn't. It, it comes from a response to being ostracized. So the yes. musicians are not gonna try to recreate the kind of ostracization that they are trying to ameliorate.
0: And how do you feel about tonight's show being streamed live for jazz and music lovers all over the world? And how do you think the music speaks to people, you know, in other countries and other communities?
1: You know, I, we play all the time all over the world. So it doesn't matter to me whether it's streamed, if it's not streamed. Every night is the same to me. And um, I don't I feel like, you know, we, we're going to play and we play in real time anyway. Right. And. What we play is what you hear. So I don't I don't feel like a, a, a like a extra or less. I feel the extra. same about all of it. Like it's, we is, we're always trying to play.
0: Is that related to what you told us in rehearsal at the beginning that you have to learn how to play to a club of three people? Right. And that you play or every time. Three hundred
1: thousand. Like it what difference does it make? Whether mm-hmm. it's three hundred thousand or whether it's three. one of the three might be you. So you're not Right. Well, I don't, and I know that that the band doesn't. You know, we don't care. We're gonna play anyway, Right. and we're gonna try to play the best we can play.
0: Because it might be the last time we make this music. It so. m- might
1: be, and it, you know, but <laughs> even if it's just that's how we do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing to play, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna play and <laughs> listen the same way to hear you all sing and for us to play. yeah.
0: And could you talk a little bit about the juxtaposition of influences in the mass, the different traditions and the voices and musical styles? And is jazz improvisation the framework for this confluence?
1: No, there's there's a lot of music in it. You know, it's hard to say about everything from uh, traditional Bach chorale writing to African kind of modal music mm-hmm. to you know, Anglo Celtic music to Celtic chants to you know, slave moans to spirituals spiritual melodies to uh, an
0: invitation you name it. is invitation from music from New Orleans
1: it's like New Orleans music using New Orleans beat but that beat is also Geechee rhythm
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is also a Caribbean clave I feel kinda, that
0: I'm Jamaican I'm so I feel that. You know, right. <laughs> I love dancing you know to that. Mean? Yeah it's, I love that. It's
1: just like habanero rhythm. Right. It is something that's in a lot of different musics. Right. You
0: know so. So it came naturally.
1: Well it just there all the musics are, are related with some things that relate to Spanish uh, music some things Middle Eastern.
0: And the Brazilian melody by Joe Beam. So
1: Joe, Joe Beam like piece of waters of march like the kind of concept of the progression to ragtime march to there's a lot of music in it.
0: I think it's, it, is that, like you think, uh, reflective of everyone has a place? Is there are kind of entry points for um, everyone? It's, it's just
1: how I believe in, my music is that way anyway. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing of everyone has a place in the house of God, it's all just the same philosophy that I've been, uh, I was raised with that philosophy, so I just have continued to, to say the same thing over and over again. I understand that. But it's a thing that's easy to repeat over and over again because it includes a lot of people. Yes,
0: always, and it's always felt. You know? And how do you decide which movements and concepts require the orchestra and which require the human voice? Like I'm fascinated by um, the 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 Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That what happens in the orchestra is just spellbinding every night, and you laugh, you 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 feel uh, very sober in the Father, and I'm just laughing by the Holy Spirit, and I such a range
1: well it's um i write it all out so i have a a really intense outline I do what keys i want to go to what forms i want to use how do i want to break the ensembles up when should somebody play how long have people sat what solos do i want to play on a certain thing so i'm very architectural minded but then when i start to write it I, i change it a little bit i can feel like this should be this or that should be that and uh The whole question of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost runs through the whole piece. Right. So even in the beginning, uh, when when we say "Hmm," right, Uh, uh, for me, "Mm," that's the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. right? Then, uh, then you say, "Yes," uh, that's that's the Son. Absolutely. And then when you say "Lord," that's the Lord.
0: Right.
1: So it's the Holy Ghost, Son, Lord. So then we go to the operatory. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I put it in the way that we normally say it. Mm-hmm. The Father is like kind of all things, are kind of kind of bittersweet wisdom, wistful, kind of the Son is very active and just a lot of activity going on. And the holy, right, the holy Ghost is like, <laughs> it's really called you got to watch the Holy Ghost. So you, it's just Holy Ghost all over the place.
0: I love that. And mm-hmm. then
1: at the end when Chris says, for the divine thought is the divine manifestation, is holy action. Mm-hmm. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The divine thought. Mm -hmm. right which is 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 which which is the father Mm -hmm. the divine thought is the father is the divine manifestation that's the Holy Ghost it's the manifestation of all things divine is holy action that's the the Son. Goes from beginning to
0: end. Why is the Holy Ghost so playful?
1: <laughs> that's how the Holy Ghost is. We <laughs> don't know why the Holy Ghost is that way. You know, in African mythology, just like a trickster. Yeah. You know, the God is like a trickster. This is what the Holy Ghost is about, that.
0: And it just, the orchestra just shines the brotherhood and the communication <laughs> mm-hmm. and the, the yeah, quick like to do jokes. It. And we, <laughs> we that's like to what, do it. it sends a ripple through the whole choir. You can hear it. Yeah. I mean, you can feel it. And, uh, how has the composition changed for you over the course of the tour in, the, in action with Damian Sneed at the helm? And, and what are you looking forward to in the last four performances?
1: You know, I'm, I mean, I don't, I'm very steady. Like, I don't look forward to nothing. I don't look back to nothing. I, yeah. Every night we, we play, and it's a blessing to play. I look forward to hearing what people do. And I, I don't assess it like that. It got better or it got worse. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I think we can always improve. And, and you don't really know how, whether you're improving or not. Sometimes right. you think it's improving, it's getting worse. Right. So I tend to not, you know, at a certain point I talk a lot, then I don't say that much. Because right. it's just a matter of us finding it. And I.
0: I loved when you talked a lot because I've never, as an opera singer, I've never been in a rehearsal where we talk about race. My, right. my legacy and my heritage and the fact that you played those sound files of earliest, earliest gospel music that sounded so much like. The mowing of slaves. Right. And just just the mentoring aspect of it was something mm-hmm. that hasn't happened for me in my seven years as a professional. Well, I'm sorry, sorry. You don't,
1: people don't do that. Well, I think a lot of times they don't have the money to do stuff too.
0: You think that's it?
1: I mean, it's just a tradition, like where we, if stuff is very professional and it's all written out and you can so say, most of the stuff is not on the page. Mm. You can only write out so much.
0: Right.
1: You know, so. I think um, I was glad to talk about the music. A lot goes into the music, you know.
0: Absolutely. So, How did, When did you start researching for the piece? I mean, I, a
1: lot of it I had already, I knew i have been, been researching music my entire life, but once I sat down with Calvin, I knew I had to write it. Maybe a year before it, I started to think about it because always a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went up to the Schomburg and got the original spirituals and got a lot of original information, read a lot. I grew up with people who, it, it had that experience, you know. Had grandparents that were slaves, so um, a lot of stuff just comes out your imagination and your. But other stuff you study and research, and I mean, I've been analyzing box music since I was thirteen or fourteen, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It's just a combination of many different experiences.
0: I also have to mention that when I was in middle school, I found a CD in the library that inspired me. Uh, changed my sense of the world and my place in it. And it's the CD that you did with uh, international soprano Kathleen Battle Broke duets. Uh I actually learned how to trill listening to your Scarlatti solo. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what would you say to a young person out there who wants to play music for life? And how do you think the Abyssinian Mass, which is going to be released as a recording, can be found on YouTube? Uh, how does it speak to young people in
1: 2014? I you mean, know, for me, we're all young people, so I don't know how a person speaks to. Are you telling who the young person is? Mm. You a young person? I was a young person. We were all young people, so different things spoke to us. Yes. The thing, only thing we can do is try to be excellent and try to aspire to something greater for younger people. And I try to aspire for young people, like I aspire for this for you. And I think that, uh, that when we can make sure that we're always inter- interfacing with them in a positive way, at least our intention would be positive, and that we can enjoy a certain, we can enjoy a future that we can envision. Like we don't know what the future is gonna bring, but I think when we envision a future that is more glorious in whichever way that we, whatever way we choose mm-hmm. to participate, we could be baking pies, or we could be cleaning the street. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference what, what we're doing. All the the interlocking web of kinda of human relationships and we can make ties or we could be be school teachers, bus drivers. We we have the opportunity to interface with people and aspire to something higher. We could be if their eight year olds who aspire to something for their classmates. Right. That's different from the rest of the kids who so I don't and I don't I don't I don't really try to blanket young people or, you know, old people. Yes. We're all oh, I just mm-hmm. We, we try to deal with the music and make a staple with a certain level of excellence. And, you know, sometimes we do really good. Sometimes we do less good. Sometimes, but our, our intention is always the same. Mm-hmm. And we're not machines. We're people.
0: Right. It's fluid and yeah, ever-changing. So that's right. And what do you think about, how did you experience the different venues, you know, from being in, in Damien's home church, which was so moving in its own way, and then being in Dallas in front of all those teenagers and...
1: You know, I don't
0: You don't think it doesn't factor that much?
1: I like the people who come. I don't feel like I can tell from that distance anything about them. Some people are more demonstrative than others. I
0: felt the same way actually. It doesn't
1: mean that they feel it any more deeply. When I first played in Japan, the people were real quiet. I thought, man, they must not like the music. But you can't tell what a person Yes. You know, so our job is to speak to them and try to be for real all the time. So sometimes we're a little more for real than at other times, but I don't I like to play in the venues. I played in churches a lot my entire life. Mm-hmm. I love playing. I love to play somebody's home, so maybe for them I have a feeling. Like right. I want the people to but I don't I don't go up and down based on it.
0: My favorite venues were the ones where I could hear better. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. hear everybody.
1: Right. Some some venues are challenging.
0: Right. And could you just talk a little bit about mentorship and some of the outreach that you did, and your feeling on cultural education and using this tour as an opportunity? Even even the mentoring that you've done within the orchestra, which I thought was fascinating, and I learned by being on the road with them that you've had a role in their lives and an influence in their lives for a long time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I love them. We're more like. Like brothers, you know, they've had influence on me, too. And the younger ones, I learned a lot from them. I learned a lot from Ali, from Carlos. Uh, I taught them, from Walter, and they've taught me, too. So um, I've been, full, been blessed to be well, be around them and be with them. I always say Ted and I are like brothers. We're the same age. You know, we come from different cultures. He's white, I'm black. But both of our fathers are jazz musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up really with segregation, being from New Orleans in the south. He's from the west coast. He's a very liberal family. But not in a, not he's never, not in a patronizing way.
0: Right.
1: So, um, you know, we, we all work together. Like it's not, it's like if he's playing, he's representing me. If I'm playing, I represent him, it's not. And with our, with our younger guys or with our oldest guy, Joe Templey, he's not even out here with yeah. us. And Paul is here taking his place, but he's representing Joe. And That's we represent the Ellingtonians that used to be out here. Now some most of them are dead over in the first orchestra. So it's just a natural part of life. And I feel like the more fundamentally we look at things, and the more we deal with them for just the basic reality of them, the, the less confusion is just very basic and, and fundamental.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs>